Welcome back to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You, a weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. I'm Jessica Pfeiffer, and as always, I'm joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey, Dr. Ken. Hey, Jessica. How are you? I'm good. It's been a busy weekend this weekend. What do you possibly have to do? I want to tell you that I am about to not need you anymore. No, I'm not What? What? <laughs> No, I have one daughter that turned 17 this weekend. And in a couple of days, I have another daughter that's turning 13. So my kids are, you know, very well, very much through some of the, well, three of them are through the bulk of the teen years. How cool is that? One last one uh, that's coming up. So this is a big birthday week, which makes me think about Lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool, I'll, though, that you can see an in, a finish line, yes. which is a good thing. Yes. Well, and it makes me think very nostalgically about my kids and them being younger and how delightful they were when they really loved me and wanted to spend time with me. <laughs> how, how long I ago was that? That was quite a while ago, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Years. <laughs> years. <laughs> And, you know, I know that our listeners are feeling the same way sometimes about looking back on their kids at certain ages and realizing, you know, my kid doesn't really like to be around me anymore for some reason. Right, I'm not as right. wonderful and amazing as I was when they were seven or eight. Right. In fact, we received a really um, thoughtful email this week from a listener who was talking about his son and how his uh, older teenage son, 17 years old, uh, was really kind of surly and acting as if he didn't need a relationship with his dad anymore. You know, he said, I don't need to share my life with you. I don't need you in my life. Um, And this dad was just incredibly sad saying, Mm. you know, we're just a few years from graduation and he's already kind of emotionally and relationally gone, Mm. but also physically so busy with school and work and activities that I hardly see him. And it, it just, it makes you sad as a parent to see that time just slipping away. Yeah, it's it's what I call um, you're doing a a good imitation of someone who really doesn't like me, and <laughs> and you know it it's um, you know uh, the whole point of feeding the mouth that bites you has been to point out that there's nothing normal about teenagers being you know argumentative and angry and all these things that we just take for granted, um, but on the other hand, it also doesn't mean you know, that if you instill these certain things in your home, uh, it's just going to be this wonderful, everyone likes each other and best friend thing either. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that kids, uh, you know, we've, we have discussed some of this on episode 43. If you want to go back and listen to our episode on anger, attitude, and aggression in teenagers, you know, that can be, um, it can be even more extreme, but sometimes it's just this surly doesn't want to be around you. Doesn't want to spend time with you sort of attitude that kids give off. Yeah. You know, not and cussing I think, me out, not being aggressive, but just, just difficult. Just and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad at, mad at the world, but really it's targeted towards us. Cause they're not yeah. that way with friends. They're not yeah. that way with teachers uh, or coaches. It's just really targeted towards us where it's the surly, I don't really need you in my life sort of attitude. Yeah. And so what are the causes of this or possible reasons why our once wonderful, loving <laughs> child has turned against us this way? You know, I think it's important uh, that, you know, as long as we're talking about 
the kind of anger that's under control, um, you know, the first thing to check is, um, are you, are they, do they feel like they're on a path toward freedom? Um, that's what the whole book is about, is that the most common reason for what we have normalized as angry, secretive, you know, teenager is uh, a control battle of these young adults who do not feel that they're is any path for them to become an adult. So uh, the first and obvious one would be uh, check and see that you're doing the planned emancipation stuff. That may seem obvious, but I've had parents who've come and, you know, they read the book maybe even twice and they're like, you know, we really like, so what's on the freedoms list? Well, we didn't really do the freedoms list. Well, then, then what are we doing? You know, it, and, and I don't mean it has to be done, you know, like math, you know, write it out exactly like in the book, but the first and most common reason for a teenager that doesn't, like I say, is doing a good imitation of someone who doesn't like his parents is that they don't feel that they're given freedoms uh, as that are commiserate with their adulthood. So mm -hmm. that's the obvious one. Uh, but I think it's important that we're also talking about that doesn't always uh, kind of clear everything up. Uh, it should help. It absolutely should help because you're not having constant control arguments about everything, but it doesn't make everything, you know, sweet and, and uh, loving. Right. Well, and I think sometimes too, as a parent, I, you know, uh, it's easy to waffle back and forth. You know, I've given them these freedoms, but I'm still going to nag and remind and be irritating. <laughs> now that's a very good point. Not that you're irritating. <laughs> I haven't watched the video. Maybe you are, but it is, it is a very good point that there are sort of ways that I talk to parents about when planned emancipation doesn't seem to be working. Uh, besides the discussion of what do you mean by working? It's, you know, planned emancipation is not a technique that makes your teenager this superior person they wouldn't have been if it were, you know, there isn't a, a parenting technique that does that. But um, other reasons that it doesn't work is, hey, we given freedoms. Uh, but they still seem unhappy. One of them you just touched on. Uh, I think it's um, more common than you think to give the freedoms, but still talk like you always have. Still nag, remind, uh, even kind of talk down to a teenager uh, without realizing that, no, the um, the purpose of giving over freedoms is to leave more and more things to them. And that should change how you interact with them. That's a lot harder, you know, for me to advise parents about short of seeing a video of your day with your teenager, it's kind of subtle, but I, I can, you know, a lot of times I can tell uh, there's a parent sitting in my office with a, a, just a real kind of nurturing, someone that's really good with preschoolers, you know, uses the word re we a lot, you know, don't we need to go get something to eat? And we, you know, things that are just a bit patronizing uh, without realizing it. And so, you know, it is important to kind of check, even if you're giving freedoms, are you still, talking like, um, you know, they're a child and kind of, you know, crank up your communication so that it's more adult to adult. And sometimes parents don't like doing that. It, it, like you were saying, that kind of talk reminds them that, oh yeah, this isn't my kid, my child anymore. This is this young adult. And sometimes even parents who've given freedoms resist that kind of communication. Mm -hmm. When I find too, you know, just from personal experience, when I uh, tend to start being anxious about whatever is going on in my kid's life and I'm worried about it and I'm kind of, every time we come, they come around, I'm 
talking that about it or asking them about it or how's that going, you know, yeah. did yeah, you yeah. ever talk to your friend about that situation? They get, it's just this irritation. Like, I really don't want to be around you. All you're doing is reminding me of all the things I need to do, all the problems that I have, you know, and I think as a parent, you see this, this kid for maybe half an hour a day, honestly, yeah, between yeah, yeah, school yeah. and everything else. And that half an hour in the car is filled with questions of how was your test and how's yeah. that friendship? And did you ever talk to your coach? You know, that sort of thing where they just think, I, I can't be around you anymore. You're driving me crazy. Well, that's a good point <laughs> because those are examples where you're not actually overdoing it. You know, parents will always go, you know, they say that I'm always nagging, but I'm not. Well, that's not really the issue. It's not are you, are they right? It's where is this perception coming from? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the, you know, here's the more subtle thing is that even when we give freedoms, and this is really hard to kind of relate or get, get across to parents, but you know, if your whole life is still all about your teenager, if they get this perception that even in that 30 minutes, you're just dying to get these questions answered because of this super important person in my life that I need to know everything there can you can end up implying a certain entitlement like mm -hmm. they're a little princess or prince and you're the servant and uh, we just want to know what's going on with you sometimes sometimes parent I know I did sometimes we joked about that you know out loud would say well you know, we used to be big to our kids. Now we're like groupies just following them around. You know, I worry sometimes that that almost um, reinforces a kind of, uh, uh, I don't need you, would you please leave kind of sense of entitlement, even in a well-behaved kid that is given freedoms, but feels like they can talk to parents in a way that, you know, I don't, I never would have spoken to my parents like that. Mm hmm so are you telling parents they have to play a little hard to get with their kids? <laughs> you know, that's so funny. I don't know that that's wrong, actually. I mean, it, it's it, being conscious of it is is a little unfortunate. But, you know, I, I think there's a, it does surprise me. Parents will tell me stories of a, you know, 15, 16 year old. We're talking a young adult here who is just angry and laying into them just this lengthy, again, not aggressive or cussing, but still just telling them, you know, you, you guys always do this. You've not been good parents things. And, and the parents feel like they have to remain calm as if it's a two-year-old throwing a tantrum, you know, like, so we just said, well, uh, we don't see it that way. I'm like, you let them talk to you like that. Like, is it actually inappropriate to go, whoa, 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 look, I don't know what the deal is here, but what are you talking to me like this for? I just picked you up from school and what am I like unkind, you know, like, you know, I'm not worth your time that, that can feel wrong somehow. Like I should always be the parent and, and I'm not talking about yelling at them, but I am talking about sort of like you would, if it was a, a sister or brother or something like uh, address the, the way that they are talking to you. Um, you know, you can still acknowledge, look, I get it that you're mad about this stuff, but you know, you're talking like I'm, you know, a, a visitor to your life. I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I I actually have a real life story about this. <laughs> so if you no, I'll just put it very. Tell me vaguely. it was your mother telling you. <laughs> my mother once told me no. Yes. It, one of my kids has been kind of difficult this way, just surly and difficult to be around. Right. And actually, honestly, truthfully, all all three of my older kids have gone through this phase in late, uh, the late teen years where 
they act as if they really don't need me. And it really hurts my feelings and all of this. And my husband always says, you need to let it go. Uh, you should be less bothered by them. They're just teenagers. But I did take it really personally. And then I finally got sick of it and said to one of my kids, you know what? I, you can't treat me this way. I am an actual human being with a life and big adult problems to deal with. I don't need you and your attitude on top of all of that. Yeah, you know, I, this, what's wrong with that? I and, mean, is, and I said, don't let me remind you that everything you have is mine, you know, and then <laughs> and now, that if you're if you're going to if you're going to treat me like that, then all the extras are taken away and I'll just do the bare minimum from here on out. You just let me know. And now, now something you, about okay, that. Yeah. Something about that. Uh, mom just flipped a switch and went crazy. <laughs> was it helpful? It was very helpful. It's been it's 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 been very helpful because I think she realized wait a second, mom's not a doormat. Mom is not putting up with me treating her this way. And I said, I don't care what you have to do. You fake it till you make it, just like you would do with your (laughs) friends. You hold it together while you're at school. (laughs) You don't treat your friends like this. You're not going to treat me like this either. You know, and if when I say good morning, you're going to say good morning. And I'll say, how did you sleep? And you'll say, fine, how did you sleep? And we'll have this whole little as you if, know, skit. As if we're civil with each other. As if we're civil, just like you would a roommate or anybody else you live with, you wouldn't treat them this way. And I expect to be treated at least at least that well. And I said, I don't care if you have to fake it, do it because otherwise things are being taken away. And I think that that kind of jolted her because I tend to be probably too patient and too nurturing, you know, too... Uh- Forgiving many, about many parents do. Mm-hmm. And when okay. I said no more. All right. There's two things about that. Number one, I think talking like that uh, is respectful. It It's not, you know, we always worry that it's it's kind of bringing up that um, that meme of the Jewish mother. You know, I'm not going to be here much longer. And, you know, I'm guilt tripping. I think the issue there is that you're letting her know, look, you are old enough to have an impact on me. It hurts my feelings when you talk like that. I think that's just respectful. The the second thing, though, and now that you mentioned it, you do get into a little murky territory when you start saying uh, everything you own is mine. I don't. <laughs> I thought that was not a doctor kid. <laughs> well, I don't know. Here's the thing: is that I, I that sounds to me like a potential chess move that you won't pull the trigger on it. And mm-hmm. I'm always like, what would you actually do? So I think I think, however, it is what you're getting at is number one. I think it's fine to let her know. Look, you're not in trouble for this. You're too old for me to, you know, ground you because you're being naughty. It just really hurts my feelings. But I will tell you, there's certain, I think this is what you're telling her. There's certain things that I do for you because that's what I should do for you. Mm-hmm. And there's some things I do for you that are just out of the kindness of my heart. And this causes me to rethink some of that. So I'm not telling mm-hmm. you you're going to be in trouble, but I am telling you, this doesn't make me feel very generous with you. And I don't like it. That's kind of what you were saying. I just would yes. be careful that you're not drifting into threatened uh, consequences you're not actually going to do, you know? Right. Well, and I had had a conversation before with my husband, before I had that conversation with my kid and I, good idea. We, we cleared up some things that he said, all of this is extra. Let's list off the things that are extra that you do. And then go ahead and say, you know, this is, these are the things that are going to be taken away. I'm not doing these extra things. I'm going to provide for your, your basic needs, but I'm not paying for all of this other stuff. You're going to have to figure out a way to handle all of this on your own. So, 
Yeah, that brings in a, it, a whole thing we haven't talked about, which is I really like how you and Charlie strategize together some. Like you'll bounce stuff off and, you know, kind of give each other um, agreed, you know, this is what we agree on and this is our feedback about it. I think mm-hmm. that strengthens a lot your position. Well, because I'm a little bit overly um, emotional and he's very logical. And so sometimes right. I need that logic to say, let me clarify for you. Everything you do is extra, yeah, <laughs> you that's, know? That's right. So, so I, I think it helped to have him back me up and say, yeah, you're right. She has no right to treat you that way, that sort of thing. So, you know, I think as, as parents though, we, um, we tend to keep trying too hard with our kids for too long to make them like yes. us well, and yeah. want their opinion to be positive of us, to have good to have, you know, this really close relationship, but it's not happening. And we feel like it's somehow our fault. Yeah. And I think that gets at the last part that I think, you know, yes, it, no one, no parent enjoys this, you know, these, a period where even with planned emancipation, things should be better. There's less control battle, but that doesn't mean that your teenager isn't going through their own stuff and can be emotionally immature about it. Um, so I think it's good to, check your work, make sure that the freedoms are, you know, being communicated. Number two, you know, push back on that kind of entitlement that we're talking about, like adult to adult saying, you know, I don't like you treating me like this. I love you, but I don't like you when you're like this. And that that's not going to be good for you. You need to cut it out. But then the third one is, I do think it's worth checking. This is kind of what you did when you're talking in your marriage. How bad is it? You know, none of us like it. I can remember when I took my family to France. It was a big deal because my wife uh, spent time in Paris. She's a French teacher. And I I wanted them to see Europe, but I also wanted them to watch their mother speak French. And they did, and they were flabbergasted. But my son, I'll just tell you this, was uh, in a tough place. He was in college. And twice I took him aside and said, look, um, this cost me a lot of money. It would help me a lot if you would pretend like you're enjoying being here. He was just surly. It wasn't my fault. He wasn't mm-hmm. doing it to me, but I needed him to cut it out. Like, like you were telling your kid. And I, and I think um, that it's important that I was able to talk with my wife about it and it didn't wreck my, you know, my year and having it, it, it kind of gets at what are you expecting? Uh, it's one thing to raise your children well and to continue to have an effective relationship with your young adult and then adult children. But if, you know, I think it's worth checking. Do you, Are you needing and hoping for some warm, constant sharing, best friend kind of relationship between parent and your teenage young adult kids? That's unrealistic. It's not good for you. It's not good for them. A certain amount of pulling away because they're busy doing their own life is to be expected. And I think it's important to kind of check your own expectations. That's why, you know, I'm not going to be buried next to my kids. I'm going to be buried next to my wife. I can actually take you to where it is we're going to be buried. I can show you. It's right under a tree. But the point is, (laughs) I'm not counting on my connection with, you know, this constant solid connection with, you know, a teenager, um, I think that puts too much pressure on them. And it's good for them to see you, you know, busy and having your own life. Like, oh, you still here? What are you doing this weekend? You know, just that kind of thing can kind of uh, give more appropriate weight on just how badly do you need everything to be warm and cozy and close friendship. Mm -hmm. That's hard because as you were saying, do you need them to be close and warm and 
Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're not desperate not for it. And no, I th- I talked to you this about earlier. Like your mom, do you, you never talked to your mom, right? You just you haven't talked to her in. Uh, um, well, in like a few hours, oh, I, I talked to her in a few hours every day, every day, <laughs> every. Yes, yeah. my mom and I talk every day. Well, so do my girls talk to their mom and uh, my son would. But, you know, he's a guy. It's not quite the same thing. It's not the same. It comes mm-hmm. around. So even, you know, feeling some distance during these, pretty you know, busy years of young adulthood, it does not mean it's going to remain like that. No, it doesn't. And I think that's where I want to land and encourage parents is, you know, this is a phase. T- the teen years are a phase. It is something that will pass and their, right. your child will mature and grow and be so um, much more aware of themselves and who they want to be. True. And especially after they have their own children, they're going to exactly. be so much more thankful for you and what you've, what you've done for them. So exactly, it does change. And I think even, you know, watching my kids in college going away and recognizing how much their dad and I did for them and what a great support we were to them, or, you know, just even home cooked meals, they become very appreciative of their parents and treat us entirely differently than they did you know, before they left our home. So I would love to encourage parents to say, this isn't forever, even though a year or two feels like a really long time. Five years feels like a really long time. It is not. It's not forever. So that's right. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you, Dr. Ken. It's been a good conversation. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com. If you enjoy this podcast, would you mind leaving us a review? This is how others find our podcast.